0: Growing up, Joe Prosit had three goals, to be a soldier, a writer, and a running back for the Green Bay Packers. As a recent retiree from the U.S. Army, living in Brainerd, Joe has now accomplished his second goal. He is the author of several short stories and books. His latest is a cyberpunk sci-fi series called From Order. We'll have to check back with Joe another time about his goal of playing for the Green Bay Packers, but right now we learn more about Joe's writing in this What We're Reading conversation.
1: Three things I've always wanted to do as those little kids. I wanted to be a soldier, I wanted to be a writer, and I wanted to be like a running back for the Green Bay Packers. So <laughs> I fulfilled like my goal of being a soldier in more ways than than I can imagine. Um, it was truly a a full life adventure and it took me in so many places and I met so many people and, uh, seen so many things that I never would have, uh, in a regular, you know, if I had stuck around home. Um, so that was amazing. It was fantastic. It's a huge thing that shaped my whole life. Um, but then, you know, there's that next dream. And I always, I've always written, I, I think since I was two, like my mom would sit me down with, papers and my toys, and i tell her the stories of my what my toys were doing, and she would write it down, and, uh, you know, I'd drop pictures along with it, and that was kind of the how I started writing, and I never really stopped, and I don't think I could stop if I wanted to, so throughout that whole time when I was in the Army and when I was, um, you know, going on deployments and doing those things, um, it was kind of just my weird little hobby that I pretty much kept to myself, um, but I, I used that through my whole life. And now, you know, in the past couple of years, as we were looking at retirement, I said, okay, um, this is the next thing that I want to do. And how how do I take that on? Where do I start? Um, Where do I go from here? And, you know, my wife and I, we really looked at numbers and finances after retirement. and, And if I could do this full time and... She's very supportive. And he said, Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's put full effort into it. So, really, since uh last September, um, I've been doing nothing but writing. And and when I say writing, I've been doing writing and then like the business of writing, right? Like of running the books and scheduling events and traveling and sales and you know, publicity stuff like like this. Um and I guess that's one thing that surprised me is how much additional work there is to writing just beyond. And wiggle in my fingers at the keyboard. Um, yeah, so here I am.
0: So you write in science fiction, horror, and psycho fiction. Can you define psycho fiction for us?
1: Yeah, I get that question uh, fairly often. I, it's not really an established genre. It's nothing that anybody would recognize. But as as I started writing, I was writing a lot of short stories, and they kind of took on the the style of like Twilight Zone or Tales from the Crypt, or those stories where they have that nice twist ending. and it's really if it's scary, it's equally it's more about what's going on in the mind and than, than physical, you know gore and violence and things like that. And you know I wanted to kind of get that across. You could call it like psychological thriller and but psycho fiction sounds more fun
0: for sure. So I've talked to a lot of horror writers, and uh, a commonality I've noticed about them is that even though they write dark material, they aren't necessarily dark people. <laughs> they actually Definitely. seem kind of like, like they they actually have a really good sense of humor. Um, and a lot of times it really seems like they're having fun with it. Is that is that true for you as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I've always said, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. And I, I found that like fiction is a tool that we can use to kind of make normal life more logical you know it has more sense it kind of organizes your life It, in a really backhanded way I know um, writing has helped me process events and losses and trauma that I've experienced in real life Um, and I think it's as like a mental health tool I don't know if there's anything better Um, because whatever it is you're dealing with whether you want to or not it eventually comes out on the page and it helps you kind of sort things out so, I I yeah, I think I'm definitely happier for it, and I think there is, like, an underlying current of humor in horror. Like, I, I grew up in, like, 80 slasher movies, like, Friday the 13th, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and when you watch enough, like, when you watch your first few horror movies, it's, you know, you're legitimately scared, right? And, and you're hiding under the covers and that thing. But then, you know, after a while you see the humor in it, and you can kind of once you learn to laugh at, at anything, it's it's like nothing can hurt you anymore.
0: This is what we're reading on KAXE, KBXE, and we're talking with Joe Prozit, a sci-fi, horror, and psycho-fiction writer from Brainerd, Minnesota. Joe, where do you get your ideas for your stories?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I knew. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, a lot of times, you know, I, I just kind of have my mind open and um, people will throw me story ideas without even realizing. It. Like uh, a friend of mine and I were driving in a car and we were talking about self-driving cars and how great that would be. And you can, you know, if it go somewhere for six hours, you can take a nap, whatever, and the car will do all the work. And my buddy says to me, he says, yeah, that's all well and great until your car decides to kill you. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then, you know, he kind of started talking about like... Um, the, the trolley, uh, dilemma and, you know, a car choosing to, instead of, uh, saving your life, maybe swerving off into a bridge abutment so you don't kill somebody else. And, and that, the whole idea of like, your car might not have your best interests in mind. It might have, you know, other people's interests in mind as well. And I'm like, that's, that's definitely a story. ideal. <laughs>
0: So you mentioned this earlier, and I really wanted to get back to it. Um, you, you On your website, you call yourself an independent writer. And I'm understanding more about what you mean by this and how you, you talked about not only are you doing the big work of writing, uh, of creating these stories, but you're also marketing yourself. You've, you're, you've got a really extensive website where you've got all your resources on there. And you're doing a lot with this Website, you're not just listing your books, but you're you're selling your books, and you and you can tell that um, you put a lot of work into it. So you mentioned you're you're scheduling events and and you know doing doing all that work that a lot of people might pass off to a publisher, and but as someone who does it for himself, can you tell us what goes into that?
1: Like you said, it it does it does start with writing and, and completing. Work. um You know, you can't sell an unfinished novel. You can't sell an unwritten short story. So, um getting to the end is the start, and and then obviously editing and and I find a lot of uh, freelancers who will do my editing, do book covers, um and things like that. But it's really pulling all the pieces together. And I when I retired, I knew I wanted to do this full time right out the gate, and I want I wanted to bust out with several books uh, in a fairly short time period. so I didn't want to wait for a publisher scheduler uh, or a publisher schedule or somebody else to tell me how to do it so a lot of it is figuring out along the way what resources are available and and what um, where I can find venues to sell my books but it kind of, Dawned on me as I was listening to interviews with traditionally published writers um, who are kind of lamenting the the industry and how like really even when you're traditionally published you still have to do a lot of the promotion, a lot of the selling, a lot of the work yourself. And I said, okay, well if that's the case, then I'm not going to wait. You know, I I can I can do all these things and I'm just going to pretend that I'm my own publisher, my own publicist, my own salesman. And um, yeah, I kind of like it. It's, it's very DIY.
0: So so you have a few books that you've just recently published, and these are a series, I believe. Can you yeah. tell us about these latest books?
1: Yeah, so the series is called From Order. That's kind of play on the uh, saying, from order comes chaos. Uh, so the first book is called 99 Town, and it's it starts out as your pretty typical cyberpunk detective murder mystery story. Uh, but where it takes a different turn is we have this detective who lives in, you know, 100 years from now, and everyone is required to have this uh, brain implant wearable. It's a lot like a cell phone, but very much integrated into everything you do. You use it to open doors, call a taxi, work an elevator, make transactions. Um, and then the government also uses it to prevent crime, right? And they just read biometrics. And if it looks like somebody, has certain brainwave patterns, elevated heart rate, etc. just paralyze that person until the cops show up so that there is no crime, right? And they have this nice little utopia. Um, but where it takes a turn is there's a murder in this place called 99 Town. And in 99 Town, they've outlawed all technology after the year 1999, invented after the year 1999. So now our detective has to go and learn to solve crime the old-fashioned way. And then once sort of he's off the grid, then he discovers a lot of lies and corruption conspiracy and of course it opens up into this bigger plot.
0: That's Brainerd writer Joe Prozit talking about his new book series From Order. Find out more about Joe's books at joeprozit.com. For What We're Reading, I'm Tammy Bobrowski.